0: Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us?
1: Hi guys, welcome to episode 42 of the Swingin' Flamingo podcast. I think we're going to start this episode off a little different. Unfortunately, it's a little bit more of a somber note. Over the past weekend, we got word that Balmer from the Black and Kinky podcast had passed away, and we wanted to take a moment to recognize him.
0: And we want to say our grievance to his family.
1: While we weren't close friends with them, we did get the pleasure of meeting both of them on the yacht trip about three years ago in Miami, and I think you and I can agree that we both found them to be amazing people.
0: Oh, definitely fun. They were definitely a fun couple to hang out with.
1: It was really sad news to read that on Facebook, especially with his age. That's one thing that I commented to him. I'd listened to a few of their episodes, and with his kind of smooth R&B voice, I was really expecting someone quite a bit older, so it took me for how young he was, and then when we got the news of passing it, just it really hurt. So again, our condolences to their family and friends. I know he leaves behind a wife and a young baby, which is always sad, but I think this is probably good for all of us to just take a moment to look what's important to us and the people around us and go ahead and spend that extra second telling the people you care about that you love them.
0: Well, let's change up the tone here and let's talk about our crazy week. It's crazy to think that our last recording was three weeks ago. Hasn't even been a month. I know we're actually kind of behind on schedule, but we're recording within three weeks.
1: I don't think you're ever behind schedule if you never release anything on time, (laughs) if you just throw them out there whenever the fuck you want. You know, it was one thing when we first got into this that someone advised me. I said, how often should we release episodes? And he said, in my opinion, only release when you have something worth talking about or a show worth releasing. So, hell, none of the 41 prior to this may have been worth a shit, but uh, it, it was something that was on the forefront of our minds at the time. So, as you said, crazy ass work week.
0: This last week wasn't too crazy for me, but this coming week, I'm going to be slammed with activities and events like every single day. So I've been trying to recoup off of Good Friday. I kind of did nothing.
1: Two months ago, we had kind of a down month where while we did a few lifestyle things, we kind of stayed close to the house. The last three weeks have been go, go, go. And now we're back in kind of cruise mode for a little bit.
0: Yeah, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even we've been go, go, go. But we're not going to talk about all of the stuff, but we will talk about a good majority of it.
1: Well, before we get into that, I do want to give a shout out from our new recording studio here. Tell them where we're recording from, babe.
0: Your closet.
1: Yeah, our master bathroom closet. So we could call this the out of the closet or in the closet podcast. That might be a little weird, though.
0: I don't know why you said ours. I literally have like two things in here. This walk-in closet is yours.
1: So we've got clothes, some outfits, some Hot Rod Parts, some sex toys. It's an odd little uh, cave here.
0: Yep, but hopefully our sound sounds better.
1: (laughs) Well, then we have two boys that are milling around, and we're like, fuck, we have to record. So here we are in the closet.
0: Yes, you're in the closet.
1: (laughs) So while your crazy week is coming up, mine just literally ended. I just got back from a trip to Lower Louisiana, which is New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lake Charles, and. Yeah, it was definitely one for the record books as far as weird shit for me. Everything I had scheduled was literally flipped to a town an hour away each day. So I find myself staying in one town and driving two hours away to work with a customer and then driving back to the same town each night, which put me in New Orleans for three nights, which wasn't necessarily bad.
0: Hmm. Nope, I didn't see you on the bourbon cams. I checked, and you didn't get mugged this time, so we're good.
1: Amazingly, I didn't spend as much time on bourbon as I thought I would. And part of this is one of the sales guys I got paired with was fucking unique to say the least i've told you all about this but i've, I've never been with anybody like this granted it's a blue collar sales job but we start driving around and quick rundown of what this guy is we've got a g- gun nut a religious zealot a doomsday prepper homeschools their six kids and basically a scientist extraordinaire like sheldon cooper
0: so a very conservative Southern man is what you're trying to say.
1: I, I'm not even gonna say that because I know some of those, <laughs> and this guy, this guy was above and beyond on the spectrum. So it was very, very unique. Our, like I say, our, our conversations went from everything from doomsday prepping to the end of the world. The last half of the day was religious talks, and again, he's a super smart guy, but he would be driving around and he'd be like, "Oh, you remember what Jesus said to so and so." You remember what the, you know who the number one exporter of ore iron is? And I'm like, just pretend like I don't and go ahead and tell me. He, he was one of those that wanted to include me in the conversation. Let me just set this up. He also has this theory to use sound power to propel vehicles, which was pretty interesting. I'm kind of a science nerd and tech guy, so I was really interested where he's coming from. I'm not that bright of a guy, but honestly, his theories are not that far off. So we run by walk-ons at lunch and are eating some food. And he starts pulling out these patents on his phone, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is Nikola Tesla's patent on such and such. And he's going through this, and he's like, now, here, read the last three paragraphs, which I wasn't expecting to read scientific paragraphs at lunch. But basically what it says is this machine coupled with a generator would cause unlimited power. Granted, this patent was made in 1893, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But like I say, he keeps pulling out this or read Newton's law of this or read so-and-so's theory on this. And it's basically blowing my mind and as well as give me a headache. And I'm thinking, OK, do you want to see my phone? I've got, let me see, some uh, hot rod pictures, some cat memes, a picture with Kimmy with a cucumber in her ass. Um, no, <laughs> no,
0: you do not. That is not my ass. No cat
1: memes? Oh, <laughs> no that cucumber. not my ass. OK, maybe it wasn't you, but I'm like, what, what he's got on his phone is definitely not what's on mine's. And I'm not saying I'm a dummy, but man, I, I felt like one when we were done. So I get back to the hotel that night, I walked to Bourbon Street, I had dinner that finished about 8.30, and I went back to the room with a headache and went to sleep. So my ass was not out partying.
0: Now the week before was crazy though, because I had our daughter flew in for doctor's appointments, then we had anniversary date, then we turned around and had another date with another couple, then we had a house party. I feel like the last three weeks we have been slammed with everything.
1: Like you said, that was our anniversary week, our 15-year anniversary. So I was trying to plan dinner and a date for us, and then daughter showed up. We had to push our date back. We had a date scheduled, had to push that back. So it was just one thing leading into another in a really fast succession.
0: It's kind of weird to say 15 years because we've been together longer than that, and we've been in the lifestyle longer than 15 years. A legal piece of paper sure does change your thought process on how long you've been together, even though I know we've been together longer than that.
1: So we've been together 20, but is being together five years before getting married nowadays that weird?
0: I honestly tell everyone not to get married nowadays. I have a different view than what the way I was raised. I was raised, you get out of high school, you get married, you have babies, you go to church, and you pretty much do whatever your husband wants.
1: Wait, say that part again? I want to write it down. Oh, great great for recording it. So, yep. Well, as stated before, two months ago, we were on a little bit of a lag this past month. We were kind of getting our play on quite a bit
0: yeah we had dates and everything lined up almost nightly stacked, and you were in town, so we were even stacked throughout the week.
1: But I have to say they kind of fit good. Sometimes it feels like they're forced. These were just these were things we wanted to do with people we wanted to do them with, so I don't think really either of us had to force the other one to do it. No, so let's get into a couple of things we did last month. Let's talk about the pub crawl we hit with a bunch of friends for St. Patty's Day.
0: Yeah, I'm always leery about St. Patty's Day, and this is unpopular opinion. I don't care for St. Patty's Day, and I think it's because, number one, I'm not Irish. Number two, I don't drink beer. So this isn't a holiday that I like, so I don't care to wear green because I don't feel green looks good on me. Even though this last week I forced myself to wear green every day because I've said this.
1: I think we were over the parties that were all green-themed. I think the last one we went to, we were just like, fuck it, we're wearing whatever we're comfortable in. Yeah, I'm not a green guy either, so...
0: Let's talk St. Paddy's Day. It was actually, surprisingly, probably one of the funnest pub crawls I've been to on St. Paddy's. I don't know if it was the group we were with were so chill and fun, or if it was just we said fuck it and we don't give a fuck.
1: Well, our friends that invited us had a bunch of their peeps in from Florida, and this was the couple from two months ago, an episode ago, whatever, that was formerly from, from Florida. So it was good to see their group that we knew, as well as the new batch that came in. And quite a few people came in from Florida for it.
0: Now let's talk about the Florida couple that we've already met that got us sick.
1: Yeah, our Ebola couple. What's funny is when they first came in and a bunch of people started hopping out the Uber downtown Dallas, we are introducing ourselves, and I kind of went to shake one's hand, and she was like, give me a hug. And I said, oh, I'm a hugger anyway. And I said, I'm Lee. And she's like, jackass, we met a month ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the girl that got all of us sick.
0: <laughs> I did not enjoy that flu round that she gave us. Well,
1: that whole batch of people from that weekend ended up getting bad. I, even the host couple from here in town, they got really, really sick from it.
0: Yeah. But anyways, back to the pub girl. We had fun. The first one, how many bars do you think we hit? Five or six, I would say.
1: Yeah, there were quite a few of them in the string of them. And I, I'm not sure we hit all of them either.
0: To be honest, do you remember a lot of them?
1: I remember the first one that was a dog park set up inside. (laughs) (laughs) It goes downhill from there.
0: Yes. We drank a lot in the first one. They had green tea shots, real cheap. That's where it goes downhill real quick. The second bar I was dancing in, there were some guys at at this table, and we had a big group with us, probably what, 12, 14 people or so? Yeah. And so um, they were just sitting there. And so I walked up. I said, hey, do you care if we join you? They didn't know how big our group was and how crazy our group was. (laughs) These two guys, I think they were on a date and they were trying to get to know each other and have probably more of an intimate setting. We walked in. I started dancing. Everyone started dancing. And it went downhill from there.
1: Well, I wasn't sure if they were on a date or just dorks. But either way, I don't think they were bothered by the group because... Our group was pretty fucking lively that night, and you girls were showing a little bit of skin and grinding on each other, so I don't think they were disturbed. When
0: the girl's skin started showing, they went to the bar and had a drink. You didn't notice?
1: Yeah, but here in a bit, they came back and said, can we crawl back in this table? I know we've left, but can we come back in? We're like, fuck yeah, we're all friends. We share everything. Come on in.
0: Yep. I only had one guy that was kind of being a jerk about it, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this was their table, and they just kind of looked at me. I was like, they're allowed to sit here, so it was fun. Let's see. Then the next bar we went to, I think was a Western bar.
1: By the time we got to the third bar that you mentioned, I think a lot of people were feeling the drinks from the previous bars and maybe starting to lose their mojo a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think that everyone's drinks were definitely kicking in. And so it was, I think we actually kind of cut out of there because someone came in with a big ass pizza or something. Then we all were like, and to devour that chick with the pizza. So we all went and found something to eat, which I actually enjoyed eating because we sat with a different couple that we've been around, but we haven't really, we've talked to in passing, but we got to actually sit and chat with them. and
1: Yeah, they were a fun couple, but they're also both former strength athletes that are venturing back into it. So we had some good talks and again, super cool people.
0: So then after we ate, one of the girls with us, and I, I'm going to skirt around her story for reasons. But she is from Cuba.
1: And may or may not supposed to be here legally. That's
0: why I'm skirting around yeah, the story. Fuck, fuck
1: skirting around it. No. <laughs> she was coyotied yes. in. It's not, I, it's not like they're gonna enter to interrogate us where she's from where she's from.
0: I know, but our fucking trolls are gonna have a field day with oh, that I one.
1: Nobody nobody listens to us to troll us anymore.
0: So, anyways, we went to the Cuban bar to dance and she came alive. She was all over the place. I think she made out with me.
1: Yes, yeah, she did. I was gonna Ask, ask if you remember that part, because that was interesting.
0: <laughs> nope, I wasn't complaining.
1: Do you like Cuban food now?
0: I've always liked it.
1: <laughs> okay. You caught me off guard on that one.
0: <laughs> then we went across the street to a martini bar, because after a certain point, I, I've got to change up the music. So we went across the street to a martini bar. Is actually the Electric Shuffleboard, is I think the name of it, and it is one of the coolest places I actually was drinking espresso martinis.
1: Yeah, that's what really got us going. There's two or three of us in the group. As we walk by these different places, we're seeing the espresso martinis. And I don't know why that's kind of my drink of choice when I can, if I'm going to drink something bougie. Well, I guess because I enjoy alcohol and coffee. That's kind of a no-brainer for me. Well, you started drinking espresso martinis with Kahlua or something recently?
0: Yeah. Well, I did at that bar because I can't do the vodka, so I switched over to Kahlua, and it's actually really good. I think we confused everyone in that bar because I came in with you, was making out with the birthday boy.
1: I think everybody confused everybody, but (laughs) I think you and I and the host couple at that point were getting it on and making everybody uncomfortable with who was with who.
0: Yep. Oh, my goodness. But probably one of the funniest stories from that night was the Uber ride home. We Ubered there knowing that we were all going to drink, and then we Ubered home. I'm going to say I do remember it.
1: Okay, this is for some of us this is a ride from hell, and a couple people they had a much better ride, namely you and the two guys in the back seat.
0: <laughs> yes. I was a little frisky from my whiskey in the back seat.
1: Now, I know I know you're not much of a sports fan, but do you know who Lindsey Vaughn is? No. She's an Olympic downhill skier. I think you had a little uh ski action going on with some ski poles in your hand.
0: <laughs> yes, that's a possibility. <laughs> I think so that do, the, so do the Uber driver for sure did not want to look up in the mirror. I so, don't remember much. I just remember oh, my hands were in his pants. Leaving us hanging.
1: Then, leaving us hanging. Yep. Well, you said at one point you were making out with two of them at one time, and then the other one passed out. So you're like, okay, this is easy selection here.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly.
1: Well, I know I was with the host wife in the middle section of seats were split seats so she and I really couldn't touch on each other we we're having to reach over and kind of pet but she and I would be looking at each other and we'd hear a bunch of noise in the back and then all at once it'd get quiet and We're like oh they're doing something I did not want to be a total perv and turn around but I'm like surely Kimmy will tell me what's going on
0: I know I was out of my ordinary element because I normally don't do PDA or show that kind of display in public and I was definitely throwing down in the back seat I guess you could say
1: well, you got out and later, and we're zipping up your pants or something. You said I've got glitter on my pussy now from something. I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna have to hear what that part of the story is.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk we're, about wait, we're changing it now. Yes. What the fuck? Let's talk about the ride from hell. We get in. And we st-
1: how do you, how do you know you were busy?
0: No, because I remember saying within two blocks. Should I drive us? That's when it went south.
1: So I don't know what our driver was on, and I think it took a few minutes to kick in, but right off the bat, the One of the Florida girls is sitting in the front seat next to him, and she starts FaceTiming these friends in Florida that are doing a house-sitting party. So we're actually kind of watching some of the nudity that's going on in Florida while we're driving down the road.
0: And she reached over and turned down his radio so the rest of us could hear this FaceTime, and that's when it went crazy south.
1: The guy got a little irritated, which rightfully so, but he said he didn't. Now, jump ahead. We're going down the highway in Dallas at 2 or 3 in the morning at... 40 miles an hour, which me and the two girls are kind of looking, going like, we are moving ungodly slow. So we finally make it to our town.
0: Coming into our town, he slows down and it's going like 47. I don't know if you caught that because you were sitting behind him. Oh, I
1: caught he was going slow as fuck because we're getting just hammered by on everybody that was driving by us. But we go start going through town and suddenly he starts driving 80, which in our little town, you can't do that.
0: I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to get us out of a damn ticket.
1: So we're making it down there towards where they live through the housing additions and He's not paying attention to his GPS. At one point, we had a left-hand stop sign, and he's coming up on it at 90. We're like, you need to stop. You need to stop. You need to be getting left. And he he throws his hands up and goes, makes some sort of sound like, fuck off. I know what I'm doing, and comes to a basically a dead man's stop. And that's why I say even the last couple miles of their house was, I I was going to tell you to, Quit doing whatever you're doing and put on your seatbelt. It got that bad. I mean, I I was like, I don't really want to interrupt them in the back seat, but shit's getting crazy up here to the point that I I was really a little worried. At one point I asked her, I might have to ask to drive because it it was that fucking scary.
0: Well, and then everyone was hollering at him at towards the end. Everyone was screaming at him. They were like, just let us out. We'll walk from here. Like
1: Prior to getting to their house, there's a hairpin turn. That you slow down for 35 miles per hour. And he's actually speeding up. He was like 65 plus. And we're like, in a minivan, you will not make this turn at 40 miles an hour. And he's doing, he's making the sounds. We're like, you're going to have to stop. You're going to have to slow the fuck down if we're going to stay in here.
0: Yeah, it got crazy. I mean, at that point, everyone was screaming. So we get out and we're all like, zero rating, zero rating. Like it was all crazy and loud and stuff. And then he leaves. And then guess what happens?
1: Of course, somebody forgot their phone in the van. <laughs> they, they watched it go up about 25 miles from the house and then go off line.
0: Yep. So they got a brand new iPhone 14.
1: Well, we survived that and luckily lived to play another night. So the night after that was the birthday boy's actual house party.
0: Oh, my goodness. There was a lot of people there. And it wasn't just one group, it was a variety of groups. So that always tells me when you have a variety of friends that can come and celebrate your birthday, to me, that says something about you and your character. At this house party, they have a bar set up and they actually hired a bartender and that way she could do shots for everyone. And somehow I got stuck in the bar area doing shots. I did a lot of shots. So at one point, I finally was taken it, and I'd be like, here. I'd walk out to you and I'd be like, here, take a sip. <laughs> and then I'd be like, don't drink at all, just a sip. And then I would go back and drink more. I really drank a lot of shots that night.
1: I think this is two nights in a row that you were a little uh, ho-ish. Yes. Your ho game was strong that weekend. Why, yes. is it, why is it that we alternate? Why can't we seem to get on the same ho schedule?
0: Oh, God, I can't imagine us both on the same ho schedule. That would be That would be crazy. We would be doing walks of shame the next day. <laughs> Because let's see, this party, I went in, I had my boobs out, people were kissing my boobs. You introduced me to someone, and uh, he was like, oh yeah, my wife was in there sucking her boobs.
1: That's funny, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I was talking to one of the Florida people, and kind of talk about being introverts. They were as well. And I said, we're finally at the point where I can go talk to people and be comfortable with it. And I was talking about us splitting up, and they said, well, you're really good about keep an eye on Kimmy. We've noticed that. And I'm like, no, really I'm not because as big as their house was, there were really only three rooms that they were partying in. There was the bar room, there was the kitchen and there was the living room adjacent to the kitchen. So where we're at, I honestly had no fucking idea where you're at. And I come in and find you and you're naked sitting on some guy there. I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting this. (laughs)
0: Let's see. I was in the closet. I was in the shower. I was in the bathroom. I was in a bedroom. I was everywhere that night.
1: You saw more of the house than I did, I believe. I yes. stayed to the three main areas. Sounds like you're everywhere but.
0: Now, to tell you what kind of night I even had, I even hunted down the birthday boy. Those of you that know me and have partied with me know that I I like beer salts. And I carry a bag with large varieties.
1: <laughs> That's just bizarre, but I keep going.
0: <laughs> so, at one point, I told him to whip his dick out. I licked it, put salt on it, and gave him a... Salty s- blowjob? Yes. Yeah, so, like I said, I was, uh, I was all over in rare form that night. For some reason, this, this husband puts me in rare form. Every time I'm with him, I'm doing something crazy.
1: Maybe you should go out on a singles date with him.
0: He did ask me. We've talked about that. I, I don't know. I haven't said no, but I haven't said yes. I'm still processing it. I can't imagine me and him going out alone. The trouble we get into when you two are tagging along. (laughs) Now, I wasn't the only one being wild and crazy. I mean, I did see you making out with Whiskey Chick when I was bopping through the kitchen at one point.
1: Well, it felt good to see you out enjoying yourself a little more freely in public rather than just me for a change. So that was nice. I didn't feel quite as bad about my activities.
0: (laughs) I don't know why you feel bad about it. You're not holding me back. I just choose not to do it.
1: Fair enough. But I, I sometimes feel like a hoe. So, <laughs> I'm like... You like I to wish... make out with everyone.
0: If... But, but that's, your, that's, your, that's your language. You make out with people.
1: Well, this one had been a while since she and I had made out. I think the last time we did was at their pool party a couple summers ago, so...
0: Nope, nope. It was actually on New Year's or Christmas. So, it's actually been over a year.
1: Okay, with that said, if you haven't heard the episode, we went to a couple's house at Christmas. And we went out for some drinks and then back to their house. Well, anyway, the heater control on their hot tub was broken so their heater the hot tub was 200 degrees which made you sick and you went shooting out of there and I thought something happened between you and him and we haven't seen them in literally a year and they (laughs) thought they did something to us as well so we had to let everybody know that everything was good between the both sides.
0: Yeah I just I literally overheated and was like throwing up it was so bad. I think that between the four of us we get along very well and I feel like we have a good connection the four of us But I think the timing just hasn't been right, I guess, is what you could say with them. And they now live in the town that we're in, which I think we talked about their house party last month on the episode. So I think that in the future, we'll probably definitely reconnect with them and we'll have some fun stories for sure.
1: I forgot about their house party. And I'm like, did we talk about that last month? But anyway, I've been waiting for an opportunity with her again. And I was in at the restroom and she was kind of eyeballing me, which is just right off the kitchen and I kind of motioned for her to come in the little foyer where I was at and she and I ended up in a dark corner making out which was super fucking hot. I don't know why this chick drives me so fucking nuts. Maybe because she's petite and blonde but holy crap she just she does it for me.
0: (laughs) She just has a a alluring
1: Well she's got some uh, pretty notable features. Yes. Which the first time we met him was at the nude resort and she was walking out as I was walking in and she and I kind of made eye contact and said I probably did some fucking up line on her and she's like hey i'm going out here to the truck to make a drink do you want to follow me out here and talk so we go out there and she's standing in the back of their big truck and granted she's only like four foot five i mean she's tiny yeah and she's butt naked standing in the bed of this truck so i'm literally at eye level with her pussy which i'm just going to let me go into the story a little bit more as she and i were making out i told her that i kind of missed having access to her pussy and she was like, I hate my pussy. And I'm like, that's a bad thing to say. She's like, well, I don't really hate it. But she's like, I just, and I said, what, what are you thinking? And she was like, my pussy lips are really big. And I'm like, okay, that is the feature that I like. So I'm not going to lie. And I said, here, take your hands and put them together. And she's like, okay. I was like, one of my favorite play pets, that was literally her pussy lips. So I think it kind of put her to ease on that. But holy crap, I was kind of playing with the little dangly things, and I'm like, I'm I'm getting worked up. And I think you're like, you probably should put on the brakes a little bit here in front of everybody.
0: (laughs) I do have to say that is one thing that I'm going to say vaginas because that's what I'm going to call it instead of pussy lips. Every females are different. There is not one that's the same, and I have not found a man that has said, "Mm, I don't like that, no matter what they look like.
1: Okay, I know, I've been wanting to ask you this anyway. I know last episode you don't rate dicks or dick size or anything like that. But have you, in your time, ever seen a dick that you've been like, that's an ugly fucking dick? No. So you've liked every dick you've ever fucking seen? No. Okay, well, I just, I I struggle with that. Now, I've got a handful of pussies in my memory that were less than desirable, I'll put it that way. And I've only seen, I can only literally think of three.
0: I don't know, I mean, let's be honest. To me, a dick looks like a dick. There's different sizes, there's different shapes, there's different curves, there's different bumps, but it's still to me and and that could cu- be coming from the medical field that I don't find it like, "Oh my god, look at that dick."
1: So you've never been like, "Okay, that dick head is too big for the rest of the shaft or that you've never literally thought that about any of them or been
0: No, like I That the head's too I'd, small
1: for the rest I'd, of the shaft or one balls too much bigger than the other or anything weird like that?
0: No. I don't think like that.
1: I'll tell you, we've we've got a female friend that has tried to get us to play before and part of a couple. And I was scrolling through a chat one time. And as I was going through there, and like I say, I'm not one to judge. Maybe I am a little bit. But Mm. as I scrolled by, I'm like, God, that is the ugliest pussy I've ever seen. And I was like, just for curiosity, I'm going back to see who it was. And then it was this friend of ours. And I'm like, okay, that really just knocks her out of the water for me. As, I cannot believe you were sounds,
0: saying this on air. I, well,
1: I'm, I'm being truthful. I, I just, I, I was like, oh, that's an ugly pussy. We, we've all got our personal preferences. And like I say, all of them are different. I mean, yours is all petite and kind of any. I like them all. But this one, I'm just like, oh, I was like, that was an ugly pussy. And <laughs> I don't say, I, I've got three in my head. Maybe I, it was I, just
0: I, an ugly picture.
1: Okay. Well, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'll have to ask to see it in person, but. Just like I say scrolling through there, and it was bad enough I had to go back to see who it was. And then when I realized who it was, I'm like, oh shit! I wish I didn't look. But mm. I, I think no. I'd ra- I think I'd rather find out ahead of time before I got down there face to face with it.
0: I don't know about that.
1: We'll see what happens. So being somewhat of an ethical hoe.
0: Did you just say ethical hoe?
1: Yeah, ethical hoeing.
0: You know how I feel about that word ethical.
1: Well, this is being ethical as I'm not trying to mount everything, and let's put it that way. And it's consensual, so can I move forward? Yes. Okay. Me with my ethical hoeing, there's a local couple that we've been in contact with that we've both found attractive. Seems like you and him have hit it off pretty well and been a little bit closer than me and she have. After some recent parties, she has messaged and been like, hey, we're interested in you guys. And I said, hey, vice versa, but we're get, we're going to need to drill in a little bit and see how we all interact. You and him, again, are always seem to be in close proximity. I can't ever seem to get her attention. And that's kind of been the downfall there.
0: I think it's interesting because it's like a reverse of – You and I, and as we've gotten to know this couple, they're so much like us that I think that's part of the issue is that she bounces like I do where I've tried to mellow out quite a bit. And so like the husband and I, we'll just chill and talk or, I mean, we could be talking about, like we talk about random shit. I'm just saying, and she's bouncing everywhere.
1: And it's not like you two, you and him are going to room and, you know, but I, I do see him making the move and touching you and, you know, making efforts at you. Her, I have just not been able to nail down. A couple times, you know, we'd be dancing or whatever. I'd be dancing with someone or talking to someone. She'd come by and kind of rub on me and vice versa. And at one point, she kind of leaned in to give me a kiss, and I kind of gave her the side cheek. And in all honesty, I was just kind of erring on the side of being polite and not being like, oh, this chick wants me. So as the night progressed, eventually she walks up to me and says, I don't know if you're interested in me, but I'm very attracted to you. I just wanted to throw that out. So that literally kicked me in the balls because I am somewhat of a—I'm gonna say the aggressor. I hate to use that word. I'm—I'm not—I'm not forceful, but I'm gonna pursue the women if if yeah. I'm interested and if I get a feedback or a positive uh, reception that they are interested, I'll I'll push forward to it. So, and I usually shy away from those that throw themselves at me. That's usually a turnoff for me. I don't particularly like the low-hanging fruit, which I didn't feel she was. She and I chatted for a few minutes, and I said, oh, this, this is cool. I'm, I'm a little intimidated because I'm usually in that role. But I said, I 100% have not been able to nail you down from bouncing around so much. So a few minutes into it, I finally just asked. I said, okay, can we put the uh, bullshit aside for a second, and can I kiss you? And I got to say, it was a very nice first kiss between the two of us, a real first kiss between the two of us.
0: I find that interesting because I feel like the alpha females pinpoint you, and then you go after them.
1: Okay. I'm still trying to piece together my profile on her. Do you think she's an alpha?
0: I do think she's an alpha. Why is that? I just think she's the boss.
1: Are you the boss? You said we all got a lot of luck. Like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't want to sound like I was a raging hard-on just rolling around trying to make out with everything, but as the night was winding down and some of the people were shuffling off, we were kind of doubling back to the host couple, which we've been trying to have a love connection with for a bit now a love connection yeah, i don't i don't, don't want to say i don't want i don't want to say i don't want to say a fuck session i guess i could say a fuck session this is we're all adults but you and i were sitting on the couch kind of chilling and there was actually a couple fucking on the couch beside of us so me and you were making out and they were fucking and the female host comes in and lays down and she and i had got a little play throughout the night just but again she was in host mode so i didn't try to nail her down as much but we were talking about playing about when it was going to happen and You and her were kind of like, you and her need to go to the room. And I'm like, oh, it's 2 in the fucking morning. At that point, I was just like, I'm I'm not up for a performance at 2 in the morning. Plus, I didn't want our first experience to be a quickie. This isn't going to be a quickie kind of girl when it does happen.
0: Well, and my thought was on that is that they're the hostess. And that's the reason even when I took him in there and gave him the BJ, it was a... It was a quickie one for me because I was just kind of like, there's a lot of people in here, a lot of people coming. they're demanding their attention, so they were definitely on host mode for sure.
1: While I was trying to figure out what I was going to do from here, I actually ran to the restroom right quick. Now, when I came back, and it was apparent that me, you, and her were kind of in the middle of something, there was another guy that we are starting to see in this local circle that was already on top of her making out. So, honestly, that part of me was a little irritated, and we'll cover that again later in this episode, but part of me was also like, okay, this is an opportunity for us to make a quick escape.
0: Well, and I had been a little wild all night, and so I was like... You've been wilding? Yep. So I was like, it's time for me to chill out and...
1: It was just it was just a good point to finish the evening. Time to
0: do an Irish goodbye.
1: When we, we laughed, we actually snuck out their back door, walked through their fence, walked around the house instead of going through the middle of everybody that was by the front foyer. We, just, <laughs> we did one of those peace out bitches and snuck out. <laughs> I probably already said it, but we've got a pretty good stable of attractive couples coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden. And that was no different the week after this house party. We got a message from a couple that we met at the hot tub at the circus party that while we were thought they were attractive, they kind of had a unicorn that was getting their attention that night.
0: Yeah, well, and like we've said, I mean, we got to know them the first night that we met them. Then we met up later And they were back in town, and so we just were able to go to dinner, and we of course went to the lodge, saw all kinds of people. They saw people that they knew, even.
1: They started with the "Hey, do you want to go to the club with us?" And we're just like, we are kind of anti club right now. It's going to take a special event to really get us in the club. But I said, "What do y'all feel about dinner and chill?" And we explained to them what the lodge was, and they they were new to the area, and they said, "Yeah, let's try it." So we started our evening there. Now, what's funny is while. When we go to the lodge, we always see people we know, people we haven't seen in a long time. We were kind of laughing. We're here with this good-looking new couple, and everybody's like, hey, we need to meet them. We need to meet them. And we're like, no, 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 get your hands off them, you dirty vultures, until we're done with them. Yep. Well, that turned out to be a sexy night with us and them. And the cool thing is we found out they actually got a job in the area, so we should be seeing them a lot more from here on.
0: Yeah, I look forward to it. I mean, we just had, I'd say the four of us had good chemistry every which way.
1: And that was one of those luck of the draws. When it happens and it's good, it, it, it's right on. But we're like, hey, this couple just popped up and invited us. So let, let's make this happen. We'll continue with our whole game. It just it kept going uphill from there.
0: I know. A couple days later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one after the other sometimes. And that's what we say. Sometimes it'll be a three-month gap, and sometimes it'll be every fucking weekend for a month.
0: Yep. Before we start this, let's say...
1: We're going to have to... These, this couple will be in our circle for a bit, unless something With, crazy they happens. They actually
0: have been in our circle for a while. Yeah. Different circles. That's what's crazy, is it's not just one group. It's several groups. So we're going to call them Miss Kitty and Hot Rod.
1: We'll have to tell here in a minute while we call her Miss Kitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get that because... So, Miss Hotness that I got baited out from the uh, oh, she house called, party. Oh, she called you out. Yep. They finally just hit us up and said, let's make something happen midweek, which, hey, we like that too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a weekend date. They live close enough that we can see that you know we can be to them within 10 minutes, which is super cool.
0: And you happen to be in the DFW area that week. So it worked out great.
1: And also starting off kind of slow and quiet is a nice start. We went to a, we made plans to go to a little Mexican joint. Now I'm going to say the date didn't really start off like we wanted because again, kind of a public place, a little bit louder, a little bit brighter than what we'd like, but our conversation started off kind of with some drama in the area and how they're dividing time between friends and, you being put in positions. And
0: I will say this, but I mean, because I know that we're not going to rehash some of our conversation with them, but I think that it's crazy how well we connected with the way we felt about some of the drama. And we had some of the same opinions on some of the people that were involved and some of the stuff. And it wasn't like we were bashing or just gossiping. But and how it got started was we asked them, you know, hey, how are you handling this situation? Because we've been there. And then it ended with us telling our story with one of the couples that were involved. Because we don't typically tell our story. We let people judge for themselves. We might warn you if you are a close friend, hey, just keep your eyes open or, you know, something like that. But we, we're not going to bash someone just to bash them. And so when they heard our side, they were surprisingly shocked. And, you know, their views and our views from everything, hobbies, children, everything was just in line, I felt like.
1: Basically what it is is, a couple of us are in the middle of two other friends fighting that we really like and love both of them, and I asked them how they're handling that drama, and they said we're not. They said we're staying in the middle, and if somebody wants to talk to us for not talk to us for being neutral, that's their deal. And I, we said okay, good, because that's literally how we're playing this. I'm I'm not passing information between the two sides. We're Sweden here. We're here in the middle. You guys go at it however you want. Hopefully you keep it civil, but we're not gonna we're not picking sides. So it was good that. Literally everything we talked to them about lined up very similar.
0: To the point where we wanted to leave our little Mexican place we were eating at to go have a drink. And I had to work the next day early, so I was like, one drink. So we tried a new bar. Ooh, it was rough.
1: And it was a dump, but we got to take the conversations up a notch about interest and play styles and things of that nature
0: so then we quickly went to a third location
1: we went to freaking applebee's we're, we're down home fun here
0: <laughs>
1: now the funny thing about being in applebee's is it was getting late at night and i guess they were having some happy hour drink specials but some of the local lifestyle djs were in there and they commented that these people do parties and they were apparently the wife part doesn't like the husband that djs the lifestyle parties to go to those and he was kind of eyeballing us like he knew who we were, and we already knew who he was. So it was a pretty interesting thing. What's funny is our date was winding down with him. She told us the story where she was talking to Hot Rod, and she said, Hey, I know you are into Kimmy, and I can totally see that. But she's like, I just don't think it's going to happen with me and Lee. And she brought up the fact that at the house party, she went to give me a kiss, and I kind of gave her the side cheek. So, and, and I told her, I was like, I, I err on the side of being a gentleman. I said, I'm never going to be one that grabs you and Sucks your face unless I kind of get consent to it, and I said you you had bounced around so much that I really didn't think I had the consent to.
0: Which blows my mind because you every time I turn around you're kissing someone.
1: But I'll I'll ask. I'm like, is it okay to kiss you? And I, I guess I could have with her, but just the time she you know the time she made the effort to lean in, I I probably maybe I misread the situation. Apparently I did. But asking for consent didn't seem to stop us in the parking lot that night.
0: Well, we go to say goodbye, and this is always one of the most awkward things in the lifestyle. What do you do in a public setting?
1: Do you shake hands? Do you high-five? Do you kiss? Do you fuck?
0: Exactly. Do you kiss on the cheek? Do you? What do you do? So, him and I peck, you know, just a little peck kiss, and, I see you later. We turn around, you two are like freaking, I'm going to say sucking face.
1: God, that goes back in the eighth grade, babe.
0: Yes, I know. That's
1: what I used to to say back in the day. He
0: turned around and said, well, get back over here if they're going to be doing that. And so him and I started kissing.
1: The crazy part is this is in our small town. Yep. So what's the scene? You don't shit where you eat?
0: Good thing it was at the end of the night.
1: It was one in the morning. Nobody's going to see us out there. If, sh- if so, they shouldn't have been out that late. Well, one event that I wasn't sure that we would totally fit in good, but we decided to accept an invite anyway, was a local glow party at a friend's house.
0: Well, I was excited to go because I wanted to check out their condo, and I always have a good time at their parties. Now, I have to say, their condo is, a, I would say, industrial, big layout. The only thing is, for me, is that when you walk in their bed, because you know it's a... Loft apartment? Yes. And so, the bed is right there. And those of you that know, I freak out. And so, I don't know, everyone was having sex on their bed at one point, And I was like, ah! But anyways. So, no, it was really cool glow theme was amazing the pictures I took everyone was asking me if we were at a club and I was like no it's just a house party they had tape on the ground that were that was neon they had blackout lights everywhere I mean this was that did up really cool
1: there was a girl doing some body painting on people just giving some details now let's give the lowdowns on our outfit what did you have on
0: I had on my overalls kind of booty shorts uh, a mesh bra glowed you had a onesie on
1: yeah, it's a little onesie, sleeveless hoodie. Barely covers anything as it is, but it, it glows like a motherfucker, and it's got a lava-looking pattern, which is fucking rad. I was glad to finally get to break it out. Now, as I mentioned, I was a little bit apprehensive on this because when I got to look in the guest list, I personally only knew four or five people or couples. You, on the other hand, I think, knew quite a few more.
0: Yeah, I knew a lot of the females because I've gone to some of the female events, and so that always helps because it makes you feel a little more comfortable in there.
1: Now, we got in, we're kind of trying to find our groove a little bit. And what's funny is one of the other house party hosts was there, as well as her friend. Now her friend came up to me and said, I heard I made your podcast from the house party we went to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, everyone was talking about that.
1: So yeah, she was the one that I brought up the fact that she said, I want to kiss you on your package. And I went and whipped my dick out. And she's like, I was just talking about your package shorts. And I was like, oh God. What's funny, I guess the host of the party was actually a little bit worried about who the girl was. And when she was talking to her friend, she's like, "Uh, that was actually me and him, so everything's okay. (laughs) I wasn't whipping my dick out for a random girl.
0: No, and we've known them for a while. Yeah.
1: But I I, I wouldn't be just whipping my dick out for anybody.
0: Okay, we all heard this.
1: (laughs) You got that recorded, too. Now, sometimes my only downside to a smaller, more intimate party like that is the amount of alcohol that's consumed by not only everyone, but me, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, the next morning... You were supposed to be driving to Louisiana, and we typically, one will drink a lot and one won't, so we can drive home. But I ended up actually doing fireball shots, which is hard to believe because I don't typically do those. I think I quit drinking around 1130, though, because we finally ran out of fireball.
1: I think I quit drinking around 1130 as well.
0: Yes, the next day. (laughs)
1: God, there was so much alcohol being consumed. I know at one point I was talking with a group of girls, and they're like, let's go do shots. And I'm like, uh, which I didn't know Fireball for me. I still won't do Fireball. So someone was nice enough to find me some good tequila, which was fine, but also sneaks up on me really fast.
0: Now, let me say this, though, because we're talking about a lot of alcohol being consumed. I would say 80% of those people actually had a—the condo place had had rooms you could reserve— so people weren't driving home. They were Ubering because they lived close enough or like everyone was very responsible. And like I said, I quit drinking early, which by the time we actually went home, I was pretty sober.
1: I do remember them saying that there were rooms available, but now it, it didn't even dawn on me when we got there. That it was there in the condo complex. But as I mentioned, I went to do shots with some ladies at one time and you came in the kitchen to get something and i've got this one hottie basically in a little thong outfit with her i'm just going to say huge bubble butt rubbing up and down on my crotch and again my outfit doesn't cover much and i'm just like oh lord i probably had a look of a uh, fear and enjoyment both just was what was going on
0: i think you were worried about what was fixing to come out of your bottom of your yeah, outfit yeah
1: shit it, it was doing it was struggling to contain at that point damn i was like kind of looking down and you're like yeah you're having fun i'm like yeah i am probably a little bit too much fun
0: i think you were in rare form that night is what i could say is that rare? Um, Through the whole some night. Of it, some of it yes. that went on, yeah.
1: Well, it may not be that rare for you anymore, but you got a little flogging action, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Uh, this couple that hosted, they're actually into BDSM, and uh, he had an electrical flogger. And so, of course, I had to try it out. You know, the flogging part was, I mean, I enjoyed it. The electric part, when he would run it up the back of my thigh, I would just giggle. So... No, I enjoyed it. It was it was definitely neat. I think that if I was into flogging, I would definitely probably want one.
1: You don't want one anyway? Mm. Would it be worth the money if it's at that level?
0: We'll go, bo- we'll go borrow his for me. For me, just because of my pain tolerance is so high.
1: So Hot Rod and Miss Kitty were at this party, and I finally got to isolate Miss Kitty a little bit and was kind of reiterating what came from our day that we had a good time with them. And got a little make-out action from her. Again, I feel like I've been behind the eight ball on showing her my attention. But the same thing here as anywhere else, and I brought that up to her. I was like, you are bouncing around so fucking much, I don't want to be a a boat anchor to you and just be all over you. Uh, By the same token, I want some of your attention.
0: Well, and you also know because like with me, when I'm bouncing, it's because I'm having fun and I'm not wanting to be tied down or nailed to one area with one guy. And so I think that's why it's harder for you with her.
1: I just don't think our our paths cross enough when we're both doing the bounce thing. She bounces a shit ton more than I do, but she's also real quick about disappearing when you're standing there talking to her. We got done doing shots and turn around. Poof, she's gone.
0: (laughs) Let's explain why you call her Miss Kitty. Do you even remember this story?
1: Well, my memory has slowly come back to me. One thing I do remember about them prior to becoming friends with them is they had pictures on their Facebook of having a sphinx cat, which I'm into those. Granted, I want a monkey and a sphinx cat. You won't let me have either.
0: No, I will let you have a sphinx cat when our animals pass away.
1: But I'm pretty sure I caught her at some point and told her I wanted to see her bald pussy. I'm afraid that's probably where the conversation went.
0: Actually, I think you said, oh my gosh, can I see your, um, don't you have a bald pussy or something like that? And she said, yes, I have three.
1: Oh, because she has a tattoo. See, the story's still coming back to me. (laughs) I do remember some of it. She
0: has two tattooed kitties, I believe, or at least one that I remember of, because then it started going sideways. The whole conversation was just kind of getting funny from there.
1: Yeah. Well, he's shaved-headed like me, and I asked him if he does the Dr. Evil and Mr. Bigglesworth bit occasionally. All they needs a mini-me now.
0: So there was a birthday, and they wanted all the females to get in, get in a row and then put Cool Whip on our nipples, and then the birthday boy was going to go and lick each female's nipples and, uh, for his birthday and one of the guys, this was going on, I decided not to do it because I did not want to be sticky all night. So, um, I was watching and then a guy just jumped in, was like following the birthday boy.
1: I'm going to be honest. I'm, this guy in particular is kind of beginning to irritate me, which I brought up at the last house party. He was the one that jumped in the couch with the girl that you and I were with and, Literally every time I'm making out with a woman here at this party, he comes in, basically just grabs her by the face and starts sucking face and pawing her, which I I also know that he is known within the community and is friends with a lot of these people. But I guess I'm going to ask this question out to people that are listening. What do you think is proper protocol on that? Again, none of these women belong to me. Uh, none of my wives, girlfriends, etc. So I have zero say-so of what goes on with their bodies. But I know if you are talking to, I'm just going to say even you, if you're talking to a guy, I'm not going to come up and grab you by the face and start uh, making out. No. And I'm, I'm not going to do that to someone else's wife. I, I told you there will be times where I'll be talking to a wife and somebody walks up like they want in on the conversation. And depending on the severity of the conversation, you know, there have been times where we've been talking about hookups, you know, kind of arranging something for the four of us or having a conversation that nobody else needed to be in. And I've literally told the person, hey, if you'll give us two minutes, you can have her all to yourself after that. But this guy literally just walks up, and I felt like everyone I was doing it to. You know, you brought up him being in that line. Um, I know there are at least three different girls that I was pretty intently making out with. Uh, Even Miss Kitty, you know, he did that to her at one point, point, and I'm like, dude, we're literally just sitting here (laughs) trying to nail something down. I don't know. I'm curious what everybody's thoughts are on a proper protocol.
0: Let me be the devil's advocate here. Here's what I think, because I've been observing him. I think he doesn't know where to fit in. I think it's socially awkward. I think that he does stuff to get attention. And so I think he is one of these men that, number one, you're bald. He's bald. You have a beard. He has a beard. So I think that he thinks. it's the
1: same demographic as me. Yes. Okay.
0: He doesn't realize that not everyone. He's not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, not everyone is likes the same look. Like in the I don't know. Like he's just. I think he is trying to fit in. But at what point does someone take him aside and say, "Dude, you need to calm her down a little bit"?
1: Yeah, and that was me. I. Again, it, it probably sounds like oh, Lee's whining because he got cock blocked. It's like, well, no, that's not the issue. It's just that literally every time I would be making out with someone, here he is. I'm like, dude, there are fifty other fucking girls. Why are you up the one's ass that I'm I'm with? And you will know, pardon me. He's like, are you thinking you're a certain dominance here? Um, if you but are, he, I'm fixing to have to either verbally or put you. Physically. But the thing
0: is, is he didn't do it, just do it to you. I okay. mean, because I watched him. I watched him kind of. Was he just
1: making rounds, thinking he, he could do it everywhere?
0: He was just trying to get into groups, get into talk, because he didn't really talk to people. And even when he would come into the circle. He didn't, he'd just stand there and try to do like something funny and then he would just walk away. So that makes me think that he's just awkward and doesn't know how to socially be in this environment. And so I think that, especially at this party, you're making out with all kinds of people. And so I think he's thinking, oh, let me do that then. Not knowing that you have a background in history with a lot of these females that you're making out with.
1: He just seemed to rub me about as bad as the uh, douchebag at the Fucking uh, nude resort did that time. Fuck both of them. Anyway, I'm back on my nice track, but I, I, had, I had a couple that he totally didn't uh, fucking crash the mood with, luckily. So maybe he was gone or passed out, but my evening ended pretty strong, for lack of better terms.
0: Yes, every time I turned around, you were over there
1: well, getting
0: I, less and less clothes with someone different.
1: So I, my onesie, here's the deal. I have bad shoulder flexibility, and they may be a little bit too wide for me to be able to adequately reach around myself so i came out of the bathroom at one point and only had the bottoms pulled up on my onesie and i was trying to get your attention at the bar and one of our friends came up from behind and started scratching my back with her nails which made me realize how much i miss your sharp ass nails yeah god that felt freaking good so then i turned around she was scratching the front side and i guess i was in my mood and i was like oh you're missing everything and pulled my bottoms away where she could scratch below the belt (laughs) So I I think you caught that and you're like, okay, you're getting a fucking handy right there. And there, a few minutes later, the girl that we mentioned from the previous podcast, she comes up and goes, I still owe you a blowjob. And I'm like, fucking, I don't know what you owe me for, but okay. And she said, what do you think? I said, well, you need to go ask my agent. So she was like, Kimmy. I said, yeah. And she goes toodling across the room. How did that conversation go?
0: She asked me and I said, if he's willing, you can go.
1: Because as we mentioned, there's zero privacy unless you go in the bathroom or their office. So she comes back and she said, here are Kimmy's exact words. You're welcome to do it if you want to. And I'm like, bing, I want to. (laughs) So.
0: You didn't even move. You were in the kitchen still.
1: Yeah. So I pulled my bottoms down, dick out right there. And she gets down and goes to town on me. Now, I'll be honest, about. Three swallows and slurps in. I totally forgot I was in a room full of about twenty five people.
0: Which I don't know why, because everyone was staring because they were like, "What's yeah. happening?" And they were looking at you. They were looking at me, and I was like, "Yes, I know it's happening."
1: And about three slurps and swallows after that, I couldn't have told you where I parked the fucking car. Now <laughs> I know you don't want to hear someone's the best. And I'm not say she's the best, but fuck, I didn't know where the fuck I was at when I was when she was done. Your boy's <laughs> a little bit goofy.
0: Yes, I I was watching your eyes roll back.
1: Well, luckily the counter was there to hold me up too. I'm usually not one for public, I don't know, I I seem to get a lot of public blowjobs without realizing it. Yep. You walk up and you're like, really? I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) At least you go to the bathroom for yours.
0: Yep, that's right. At least I go hide in the shower.
1: Yeah, good job, babe. As you said, Lele the idiot boy seemed to be coming out a little bit more than he should, and Lele the idiot boy's dick and ass seemed to be out a lot more than it needed to be at that point.
0: Yeah, you at one point, I think, were naked in front of everyone. Which
1: is totally fucking bizarre if you know me, but... Especially we, when
0: everyone else has clothes on.
1: Yeah, I usually have a rule that if we go to nude resort and 50% of the guys are naked, hey, I'll be in the 50% that's naked. But if it's 10 guys out of 100, that's not my average I'll So, for some reason, I was the only one naked. Actually, what it was is we were trying to change back into street clothes, and both the it restrooms were me occupied. It took a while
0: to get you back into clothes, let me put it, it, it that way. Well, I
1: remember... Just being like, fucking, I'm going to pull down my stuff and get dressed here. But when I pulled down my rest of my onesie, you or somebody slapped me on the ass. And then everybody thought that would be fun to spank my ass until you walloped me one time. I'm like, oh, that one actually fucking hurt. I need to quit. I I think that was you that blistered me on that one.
0: Probably. You're probably
1: trying to get me to fucking put my clothes on. Because
0: you were arguing arguing with me about, is this my shirt? Did I wear this shirt here?
1: While I was naked? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, it was a uh, fun night.
1: I wonder why we get one and only invites to parties, one and done. (laughs) Now, you can't say that I was the uh, last one in that night. Let me set this up. Hot Rod and Miss Kitty, we were definitely seen by them, and you gave him a kiss, and then you went to give her a kiss, and you basically puckered up like a grandma, and she made fun of you.
0: She's always making
1: fun of me. Yeah. She
0: makes fun of me. She tells me my bra looks like a training bra. She's always taking my—like, she's just—I mean, it's all in good fun, but Yeah.
1: She could be alpha. I'm not catching all this stuff, but I I heard her making fun of you saying, oh, we're getting a granny kiss. And you're like, bitch, come here. And next thing I know is you had her by both sides of the face and we're sucking face at her.
0: Her and I have actually never kissed. And I, I mean, just little pecks here and there.
1: And you're going to go for a granny peck and she called your ass out on it.
0: Well, like I said, when you're leaving, what kind of kiss do you give? So I just, I was giving the peck kiss and I know that I have small lips. So my lips get a little tight and I, you know, like. I'm not saying like my pet kisses are the best because I know they suck ass, but she's like, seriously, she's calling my ass out. I see how it is, Miss Kitty.
1: Me and the husband were sitting there looking at each other like, what the fuck is just happening here? Now, I got to (laughs) be honest about you. You play the, oh, I'm, you know, I'm bi sometimes, but you got that big clit energy going on when you decide to get into it.
0: No, I'm chemisexual. So if I want to do it, I'll do it. And if I don't, I don't.
1: And when you do, you fucking commit to it, apparently. Yeah, I mean, if I want to, I want to. There are people being like, is this the one that's supposedly not that bi? I'm like, yeah, that's her. Look at her go.
0: Yeah, I don't care about those damn labels. I'll do what I want.
1: All right, Miss Miss Pissy. Yes. So amazingly, I don't know how I managed to drive us home that night.
0: Yeah, you didn't. I did.
1: So I get in to go get my car to go to New Orleans next morning about 8 a.m. And the seat is about three inches away from the steering wheel. I'm like, who the (laughs) fuck was driving? How the fuck did I fit in here?
0: Magical elves drove us home.
1: Damn, we're long winded today, but I guess it's better than talking about going to the circus and watching wrestling and going to eat at Outback or some shit.
0: I was like, Did we talk about Outback? No. <laughs> that wasn't us. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let's move on. Like I said, three weeks, and this is only three weeks worth, and we still didn't talk about everything we did. That's what's crazy. It was, I mean,
1: God, we're hitting high spots, aren't we?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about a topic that like, you had a discussion with one of our friends,
1: a friendly discussion. At I think everybody's trying to make it more aggressive than it needed to be. I just, I'm throwing out facts. So, what happened is on one of the pages, someone reposted a post from a vanilla page. Now, on this vanilla page, someone popped up and said, Hey, we are coming through Oklahoma. What is a good adult thing that we can do without kids? And, you know, everybody's saying, Hey, go to a nice dinner here. Hey, try this. You can go to this bar. Someone popped up and said, Hey, you need to try the club OKC, which is a lifestyle club. Now, they are posting this on a vanilla page, and there were different responses. Amazingly, a lot of the people that popped up on this vanilla page were like, hey, yeah, if, if that's your bit, that, that'd be the good place to go. But, of course, there's the trolls that are have no clue about it, that are wanting to put their two cents in, which that's the way the world works. Everybody has their own opinions. Me and a club owner from the area started having a little bit of a back and forth that I didn't feel that was the proper place to put it because they are literally putting out the address. They, they put out the address of the club and I had a big problem with that.
0: Well, and let me say this. In Oklahoma, you've got two clubs in Oklahoma City. One club is a lifestyle nightclub and is publicly known, publicly out there, and one club is more of the, I don't say the secret society, but it is a it's more private and intimate.
1: You still have to know where to find it and you have to be vetted. So it's not like you could just walk in, put your $20 on the counter and go inside.
0: Yeah. And so the club that is more private is the one that was being told to everyone, um, which I know we talk about it, but we're talking about it to lifestyle people.
1: There, there is my exact point. I'm not against promoting stuff, but it's two people that want it. The last thing I think you don't need to put this on your kid's PTA page. Again, there's a time and place for it. And that was literally the whole basis of my argument is don't put it on the PTA page. Don't put it on your community, what's happening. Promote it, you know, within people in the lifestyle or people that might be uh, accepting of it. But w- watch your P's and Q's of who we put this out to. And, you know, she was really coming back on me. You know, you of all people doing a podcast that I know has mentioned this club. Well, I'm going to uh, bet that 99% of the people that listen to our show are sexually adventurous or sexually accepting and are not the local PTA or church group.
0: Yeah. And you've got to keep in mind that Oklahoma is a very conservative state. They're very religious. And a lot of people, unfortunately can still get into a lot of trouble and be fired for their jobs, fired, like kicked out of rental houses and stuff like that. If anyone caught wind of anything that they did in the lifestyle. All right, so let's ask the question.
1: Let's just say our question is, should we or others be promoting the lifestyle which we're in to the public?
0: And this is, this is a hard thing to say.
1: In, in essence, we are, but it's also, I'm not sending this to Fox News or anything like that. You have to be looking for the resource itself.
0: Yeah, and this is what this is where it is hard. So there is no um, there is no an, like good answer for us knowing where we've come from. And knowing that we are in positions that we're not allowed to go to work and say yes, we do this, so we err on the side of caution is where we're coming from. We know I know that um, there are a lot of friends that have nothing to lose; they're in jobs that is accepting. So for them, yes, the answer is we need to make the lifestyle known. And get it out there to mainstream, and I guess you could say, unfortunately, there's those of us that cannot do that. Let's go down the list and let's do our pros and cons on this because it's such a debated and argumental, argumentative topic.
1: Well, I'd say the first con of it is conservative jobs and jobs that would not be accepting of this due to ethical reasons. I can't tell you the amount of times we've looked at somebody's profile and said, we have to be discreet because of our jobs, which I'm going to be honest. A lot of people have to be discreet because their jobs, you know, people say we have a really public job. We have an important job. We have this and that. Let's be honest. Everybody's fucking jobs are important. I don't care if you're fucking a forklift driver at GM. You've got a six figure job or a seven figure job salary. You know, everybody's job is important to them and support their family. But within that, there are certain people in any of these job pay ranges that can and can't have their names out there openly with consensual non-monogamy. All
0: right. So let's just talk about what's in the news right now. Let's talk about Trump because, you know, he was just indicted and stuff for, I know it's money, but the basis of it was, was she even a prostitute?
1: She was a sex actress. Yes. So, I mean, actress.
0: that's still um, kind of a lifestyle form. And I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to kind of wing this uh, just so you guys can do a real life scenario on this. You know, him and his wife could have been open to him dating this other person. What's her name? Stormy Daniels. Him and his wife could have been open to this, but because of all the conservative people and the trolls out there, now he is getting questioned and is told that all these things about this, you know, him dating or having a sexual relationship with someone else. So there are so many people that are in these positions where these jobs that they can't do that because they don't want to run that risk.
1: Well, it came down to being hush money. And I think they got him on misappropriating funds. But if he had misappropriated funds to an accountant rather than a sex worker, it would probably been a different story.
0: Yes. But there are so many people like, let's say, um, someone that has a OnlyFans account and then they go and take a picture with a banker and then the banker is found out that banker could lose their job and that's what i'm saying is that the, you've got to respect other people's positions other people's jobs families people so many people don't understand the lifestyle and so it's looked down on so much that which brings me to the next con the judgments it is i would say sex is one of the most judgmental topics ever.
1: There was a comedy routine, and I think it was a Dave Chappelle that was doing one of his skits. And he's there in an office in a business environment, and this guy comes up and goes, "Hey, man, did you see the presidential debates last night?" And he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, man, we don't talk about personal stuff like that around here." He's like, "So anyway, last night I was fucking my wife on the ass on the couch," <laughs> and you know, it's just it's one of those deals that, uh, you know, sex you cannot talk about openly and. You know, you're a pervert and which is crazy. You know, one of the things that God gave us to enjoy the most, but we have to act like we don't like it. Yeah. God forbid you be an ethical slut and actually say you enjoy sex, especially as a woman.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. You're not supposed to enjoy it. And that's what I mean. Even I was raised very religious and I was just told you have sex if you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. You just have sex. And I'm like, "Uh, no, that's not how this is working in my life. But talking about that. Let's, another con is how the media portrays it. Like I was saying in that example, it's like they make it sound so horrible And a lot of the TV shows. It could have nothing to do with swingers, but yet they're on there talking about how swingers are horrible and how their life's miserable and they're forced. And, you know, it's like they just make it so dirty and nasty. And that's not at all. Like when you really get into a lot of these lifestyle People the ones that are really in it for the right reason, that's not at all what it is.
1: You just said something though, the right reason. What's exactly. the, the right? Again, that's judgmental and goes into ethical, which we don't really like that word in the lifestyle because our idea of right and somebody else's can be a 180 from each other. Building off what you said there, I always struggle with our lifestyle representation in the media. When they go into naughty New Orleans or some major event, you know, I always cringe who they're going to pick to put on TV. And I think sometimes it's those that really jump up and down and put their hands up that really want to be on TV that probably aren't the best ones to represent us. You know, some people may look at us and be like, hey, Lee and Kimmy are, are, are our ideal representation of lifestyle. We agree with them. They hold jobs, this, that. You know, we have their set of standards. You know, there, there's a really fine line here to cross. You know, I, I know on mine, I want I want to be well represented. I want to see something on TV that I'm not embarrassed to say, hey, I know those people and they do what I do.
0: Yeah, Exactly. And I think that when we talk about the pros, I think we'll talk about that a little bit more, the flip side of this. It always amazes me. One of the naughty in New Orleans, they interviewed someone that they were in the lifestyle less than a year and had they hadn't wrapped their head around a lot of the dynamics of this world.
1: Well, I may not be able to totally dial in what I'm saying here, and it may be stretching a little bit, but do you think labels could be a con? I know that, let's be honest, the gay community has made huge strides in acceptance, but they're still not where they should be. Now, should us as, let's just say, lifestyle be it, one of the letters. non-monogamy now, let's not even put it because, no, it's I'm not saying that's uh, equal to them. But let's just say non-monogamy is a label or are we looked at the same same or worse as, let's just say, the gay community?
0: I feel like we're behind the times still and we're still secretively, which goes to kind of what we're talking about here. And so it is looked bad. And it does put a label on you, and so it's almost like a scarlet letter. I do think that we hold a scarlet letter.
1: In one of my management tests that I did for a company, you basically have all these questions, and one it was rate these sins or crimes in you know least to worse, and you know one of them would be prostitution, one of them would be stealing, one of them would be murder, one would be embezzling, and you know, you had to kind of go through and make a mental judgment. Honestly, I'd like to see some sort of test on that based on sexuality. Let's throw in all the LGBTQ. Let's throw in non-monogamy. Let's throw in open marriages. I'd like to see where the average public rates all these different lifestyles as well as, you know, like I say, I know uh, gay people are born into this. We have the option to choose this. So I know there's a little bit of uh, differences there, but I'd like to see where the average person rates sexualities and sexual labels.
0: I think that swingers would be on the very bottom.
1: As far as worse? Yeah. So you're, you're saying that someone's born gay. They can't help that. But these dirty swingers, they can have a choice here.
0: Yes. And I think that it's a misunderstanding. I feel like people think that one spouse is forcing someone else, almost like a sex trafficking kind of deal or a sex force, I guess you could say, like submissive kind of deal. I've, I think that people are so uneducated when it comes to the lifestyle that that's the reason the label is out there, that we're dirty, we're horrible, you're forcing me to do this, or I'm forcing you, or we're trying to save our marriage, or, you know, just we're doing these little secret parties that have masks and we're just having big orgies. Like, it's such a bad concept that people put out there that it's not representative of the true lifestyle.
1: Well, we have heard conversations where, say, the husband will be talking, you know, in absence of the wife. Well, you know, we do this and this and this, you know, I enjoy this, this, and then they say, well, oh, what does your wife think about it? You know, for us, it'd be like, motherfucker, we're on the same team. You know, she, you, we may have a little bit of difference when it comes to playing with people, but this is a mutual consensual agreement. This isn't one thing that I'm doing and you're tagging along. I, you know, I think that's uh, why we've been as strong as we were, is we were both on the same fucking skateboard with this. It wasn't uh, two different directions.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, any other cons or do we want to jump over? And let's, I think let's jump over and do the pros.
1: Well, pro is in, baby.
0: I think that getting it out there to the public about the lifestyle, I think that it shows that marriages or partners, relationships are better. Communication is better between them. There's a more open understanding. I would, to the point of, I would say there'd be less cheating I mean, I know that there is cheating, which that is more of a different connection. But sexually, there's less cheating because you need, you're you're trying to fulfill something. You know, in the lifestyle, let's say um, I'm into flogging. I can go to you and say, I know that you're not going to um, flog me, but I would like to go and try that. And I think that that opens up a whole broad of communication between each other and trust where you don't have that in a normal marriage.
1: Do you think we've had stuff over the years that we've gone come to each other and be like, hey, I'm interested in trying this, but we've held back previously to not bring it up?
0: Yeah, definitely. There's stuff in your first marriage and in my first marriage. There's no way we would have done some of this stuff. Just the trust alone and the communication, you know, like we were both cheated on. So there's no way we would have gone to each other and said, hey, I want to go sleep with this person. What do you think?
1: Now, can you imagine being in a marriage where you can't have that conversation of, hey, I'm interested in trying this? and carrying it through your whole life, either you're going to find a, another avenue to do it or yeah. you're, you're just going to go to your grave missing out on something you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, you're you're going to be miserable. You're going to be
1: repressed. I can't imagine yeah. going through where you can't say, hey, this is this interesting. It's not hurting anybody else. It's not hurting you. It may seem a little freaky to you at first, but uh, hey, here's what I'd like to try. I just, I can't imagine being stuck in a marriage like that.
0: Well, I think that if people did talk about it, the ones that can talk about it, if they did represent it, positively and did talk about it good, I think you could normalize it. You can normalize that it's good to have a lifestyle, a sex conversation with people.
1: Moving forward with this, one of the best examples I can think of is I was traveling with a coworker and he was pretty open-minded. It wasn't like he was a prude. And I said something about spending some time with some thruples or triplets, poly people that we knew. And he kind of backed up and said, well, what do you, what are you talking about? I said, we have a couple friends that each one of them has two wives. And he was like, that's not normal. I'm like, and I will just kind of give him the breakdown of, you know, their relationships. And he said, oh, he's like, I couldn't see me juggling two women. But he was like, that makes a little bit more sense. And that was something to, uh, with us prior to dating a girl yeah. that, you know, to us was foreign. And I think once we kind of found that dynamic, we're like, okay, this wouldn't be totally foreign to us if we had a second wife even.
0: Well, and that's the thing is that the thing about us, though, is that we really having a girlfriend, we were just like, oh, I don't know. We're not into that. And then once we kind of wrapped our head around it, we started asking questions. How would this work? What's this look like? I feel like we educated ourselves. And then we were like, oh, no, this actually does fit very well with us. And so I think that makes it better when you're able to talk about stuff with other people and figure out what stuff, the good and the bad of it.
1: brought up something there that really just dawned on me. We have to be able to talk intelligently amongst ourselves before we take it to anybody else. Because if you and I are on sketchy ground on our ideas, which we don't agree on everything, but if we don't have a solid foundation about what we're talking about, there's no way in hell we can relay it to the general public. I literally remember a date of ours uh, a year ago. We went out to eat, and this was probably one of the almost scariest conversations I had, but it was easy when we started You know, I asked you, what would your thoughts be on us being poly with another woman at some point? And we just kind of laid it out that we can see where it would fit now. That's what I say. That was one of those deals where I'm I'm curious to ask her, but I'm also scared as hell.
0: But you've got to be able to open up that communication. And like we said, this is a good thing to get out there and communicate, you know, and to bring awareness that this is okay if it's done under the correct reasons. So another pro for me would be, I think that you could educate everyone if it was normalized, I guess you could say. I think that uh, where I go with this is you can explain that there's different levels, there's different types, there's different needs in the lifestyle, and it's not one shoe fits all. Let's say someone likes 300 pound, six, five guys, you know, there's you, a group. you you some bear action there. <laughs> there's a group that like those size men but then there is a group that like five foot four men that are a buck 50 you know like there's girls that like that or if you're like me you might want the one today and then the other one tomorrow and that is all okay and it it you know like we're able to be out there and educate people and say hey it's okay to try different stuff to like this there's nothing wrong with you because that's what a lot of people try to say, is there's something wrong with you. And there's not if you're doing it positively.
1: Talk about educating. People are always scared what they don't understand. And yeah. that's that's just human nature. I've, I've never done that. I've never seen it. Therefore, I'm scared of it. We've been in that boat before on things. Oh, yeah. But also don't think that we uh, ran our mouths, you know, in pro or con of it. I think we're the type to sit back and assimilate information form our opinions and move forward
0: well and i think that even like the poly stuff early on we really took us a while to wrap our heads around some of these poly relationships because like we have a poly couple that they date separately or date this or way or they all date like it's it took us a while but it took us a lot of communication with between us and them to understand it and that's what it takes it's understanding of other people's desires and lifestyle
1: we'll talk about making it more socially acceptable and educate everyone how many times have we been explaining to a vanilla in air quotes person some of the lifestyle stuff and the topic of full swap and soft swap comes up you know what's full swap okay that's where we fuck the other person's partner well what is soft swap to us, soft swap is everything but penis penis and vagina. And they'll say, oh, well, we make out with this couple at the lake every year, and that's just kind of our go-to. I'm like, well, I hate to tell it to you, but y'all are claiming to be vanillas, but that is basically sexual acceptance or even swinging in some people's books. Yeah. And how, how many times we heard that? They just, oh, we make out with these well, people at, at the bike rally. I'm going to I'm...
0: use a term by someone that you are French vanilla.
1: Yeah, that's our new term, which is not vanilla. It's not lifestyle. You're French vanilla.
0: Yep. Now I think let's let's wrap up our list on the putting this out there for people. I think that it can promote sex positivity. And that for me is a big deal because when I was growing up, I was raised that sex was bad, sex was dirty. It was something you just did, you didn't enjoy it. It was very
1: for procreation even. Yeah. Coming from a religious background, yep, can't imagine you're supposed to have sex, but you're not going to enjoy it. My dick's enjoying it. I don't know about the rest of me, but uh, he's happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's the way. That's the way it was, and because it's just like, like I remember growing up where I had to research and quote Bible scriptures because heaven forbid that I was wearing a mid top drift shirt that showed my belly button. You know what I mean? Like it was just so bad and how horrible and you were adulterous or you were scandalous or it was, you know, all these things. And so I think that putting it out there, it's OK to be, you know, sexy. It makes you feel good, makes you.
1: Also, how many repressed, unhappy marriages because well, one, one, it, one or both the partners can't or won't enjoy sex?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like this. I was very sexually active. And it was just because my parents, I was so against what my parents were telling me. And then it was like, I cheered in college. I got a full ride being a cheerleader. And it was like, the minute I got out, I got pregnant because I did not want to go back to their house. And that was the only way I could not go back is if I got pregnant, got married. And so I just think that sometimes it's so fucked up, but we've got to change some of the views on this. You know, we can't idolize some of the sexual subjects that we do i guess you could say
1: well you and i even mentioned in discussing this we're all for sex positivity and openness on sex but within reason we, we were at actually breakfast discussing this today it's not a topic for sunday dinner or christmas dinner you know there's a time and a place and it should be amongst adults and you should also kind of be in a situation where everybody wants to talk about that but we should not be so repressed that we can't say hey we had we enjoyed ourselves In this situation, that sucks that we have something we can enjoy on our own with other or with other people and we're not allowed to act like we enjoy it.
0: No, I agree. I think that there's pros and cons. And I feel like, unfortunately, so many people are in positions where they cannot speak up. So the ones that can, you've got to be understanding. You've got to be allow the ones that can't to be able to be comfortable and safe by I don't want to say hiding what they do because they're not hiding. It's just that they, they're they not in a position where they can vocally say it. And so those of you that can, I think go do it, but don't out everyone else.
1: So, babe, we have a tendency to open up these can of worms that have no clear-cut answer. I guess I'm going to double back again. Do you think that we or others need to be promoting the lifestyle?
0: I don't think there's a clear answer. What do you guys think? Reach out to us. Let us know.
1: So that's what we kind of wanted to do this episode. We gave you some pros and cons. Hell, give us a shout out and let us know what your thoughts are. Are you promoting it? Are we promoting it good enough? Hopefully we gave you some things to think about.
0: Everyone, let's go Flamingo. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts.
1: If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Swingin' Flamin' One. We are on Instagram as Swingin' Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swingin' Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on fullswapshop.com.
0: And as always, let's go Flamingo! Even if you don't enjoy it You do what you're told Damn That's why I moved out of the country And I'm to the city now Screw that